You're listening to Location Cubed. Welcome back to everybody after our, our somewhat extensive holiday break. We're back in the studio. And today we're gonna to be talking about changing population and demographics in the US. But before we get to that, if you like what you hear, please hit the like button like you're an Uber driver that just took a 300 mile round trip fare and didn't get a tip. Must have uh, been my daughter in that Uber. <laughs> very well, could, could very well be. What are we gonna talk about? Let's talk, we're talking population, population. And changing demographics. Right, it's you know, something that I've been hearing a lot of, um, and, I, and I know you have too, um, things that are happening with population shifts. We have obviously, everybody knows that the population in the United States is getting older. Uh, I'm sorry, it's getting younger, excuse me, because well, it, the, it is getting older. Well, everybody's, right, <laughs> everyone's going the to get older. The working population yes. is getting younger. Yes, sir. Um, because you've got a lot of the boomers are starting to retire, and then the next generations who aren't quite as big or aren't fully in the workforce yet. But there's also the population shifts, which has been um, a very big thing, um, beneficial for Texas and other southern states. Um, and so want to talk a little bit more about that and what that's going to ultimately mean for real estate in different markets. And what we're really seeing is shifts from what have been some traditionally robust population centers. So just in terms of states, California, Illinois, New York, those tend to be the states that are losing population. And then where are those populations migrating to? Well, they're you know, somewhat through the smile belt, and I'll include Florida in there as well. So it's Texas, it's Florida, two states that are sort of leading population growth, as well as Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona. Arizona. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so again, you know, you're really thinking of the smile belt plus pulling Florida in right. as well. And do you, have any, do you have any insight as to numbers, like how many people are leaving or what types of percentages of the population? I don't know that we've seen percentages. I was in an update in the beginning of January, um, just sort of like from a distribution perspective. Let's say there's a million folks that, that have left aggregate over the last year, the, the, the first three states that I had mentioned, New York, Illinois, California. More of them are moving to Florida and Texas and then, and then the other states. So it might be that Florida and Texas are taking like 60% of that or 70% with the other states then taking the balance in no particular distribution. Texas um, is one of the net gainers though. Right, I mean, does, does, lead, does lead in gainers. I think in terms of um, shrinking population, it's either gonna be any of those three. And, and it kind of depends on how you're counting noses and when you were counting and things mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. that. But I mean, what it means for, let's just take DFW. As, as an example, because we see tremendous population growth and right, economic right. growth in our market. Well, what does that mean? What strain does it put on resources, right? Or on or what supply, or what, also chain. what opportunities does it create? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with uh, let's start with the obvious. What are the, some of the strains that we're seeing? Because I th I feel like we're already seeing that because I don't know numbers specifically, but I know you know half the people on my block now are not from here, yeah. um, and you know you're not from here. A little bit more recently than me. And no, I'm from here. I'm from here now. Oh, okay, but yeah. this not that home. long ago you weren't. Yes. And got here as fast as I could. I get it. I get it. And the same thing with a lot of people in your neighborhood. So you're, you know, what what have you seen? Even in the last three years, has been some of the strains. Well, I mean, as it relates to real estate, I mean, you do see strain on resources. We've talked a lot about supply chain when we've had, you know, some other guests on. Mm -hmm, we've talked mm -hmm. about those issues. 
you, you try to put up X number of roofs in a very compressed period of time in order to meet the demand for housing, there is naturally going to be a shortage, right? right? Whether that's going to be in lumber, in concrete, and then in labor to actually construct, right? Th those assets. So when you bring skilled labor in, and I'm gonna say white collar labor into a population. So if Toyota drops another five, 10,000 jobs into our market, they have to live somewhere. Right. The people who are moving are moving with that entity or moving with that company. Right. It's not carpenters, plumbers, and tradesmen that are moving into the unfortunately. market. Unfortunately. Uh, absolutely unfortunately, and already an industry where there's not enough folks going into the trades. Right. So now you, you take a labor market that is already stretched and you stretch it further. You only have so many hours in the day and so many pieces of lumber that can be used to construct housing. And I think that shortage is one of the things that we're experiencing right now. And what's it going to do when you have a- Just get a, worse. Well, as you, as you have limited labor and limited supply, but increased demand, price goes right. up. Right. So you know, is that, to a certain extent, what is leading some of the increase in, that we're seeing in housing prices in the DFW well, market? I mean, I think there's a couple of factors there. That's one of them. I think the fact that people coming from California, Illinois, New York, housing prices are generally, historically have been much higher there. Mm -hmm. And so people are selling their house and coming to Texas and going, wow, I can buy a lot more. This is a great deal. Um, and so that's driving up prices. Uh, but what you end up with, unfortunately, is people coming in and buying up houses that are maybe closer in, driving up houses even in, say, second ring neighborhoods mm -hmm. to where from an affordability standpoint, which is, you know, just nationally has been tight for younger mm -hmm. people to begin with, yeah. is getting crazy. Yeah. And so people are having to, you know, you live way out north, I live way out northwest, people are moving well beyond where we're living yeah. in order to afford houses, which then puts strains on the resources there in terms of, you know, water infrastructure and electric infrastructure, the yeah. roads, right. et cetera. And so it's, you know, it, it, it costs a lot to try to catch up, yeah. let alone trying to get ahead. Let's talk about the opportunity at the same time, though, that this creates. Well, I mean, one thing I'll say, and we'll, we'll, I'll, in deference to you, if you happen to own a, you know, maybe say a chain of famous hot dog stores in Chicago, creates a noteworthy buzz when you open up a location here. Yeah, and you can see the number of transplants that really have an appetite, no pun intended, <laughs> That. And we're talking about Portillo's. Let's just, I mean, we're not going to get into the oh, Portillo's Oh, no, I water. read an article that my brother sent me one yesterday that their Wienerschnitzel is expanding. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Seriously. Are they really? Yes, really. <laughs> from really from Out of like California yeah. to here. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, why do you think that is? Because folks from California right, right. are, are you know, funneling into Texas. Right. That, but, gi but yet that giant sucking sound that, that we used to hear about that Ross Perot said. Yeah. It wasn't coming from Mexico. He was off by, by a few, a few hundred miles. miles. Yeah. It was coming from Texas. Right. But I was referring to Portillo's. So. Yeah. So, yes, you are referring. We're going to do our blind taste test That's on right. an upcoming That's right. podcast. We'll Go Whataburger. A, we're going to do our live stream. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend I didn't hear that. We're going to do our live stream and, and get into that. But you look at brands like that. Why are they relocating? I shouldn't say relocating. Why are they opening up locations in Texas? Well, there's clearly a demand. Right. Right. And, and you look at that location that opened in the colony. Um, I waited in line for two and a half hours. And I for, waited for, in line for 70 minutes for takeout. In, 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 to get yeah. in the store. And I was out that way at Shields last night, and guess what? That line was still yeah. all yeah. the way down the parkway and had backed up the Rayburn just for people to get into a drive-in lane right, right. to get hot dogs, right? And, but you're talking about folks who come from another market 
and are you know committed to that brand, they want something that's kind of right. you know reminds them of but, their home, so to speak. But the fact is, this, as the owner of the restaurant and other businesses that have expanded here, yeah. it's not just a matter of attracting the people who come from the other from where they're from right. who are loyal to the brand but it's also the population has increased so much yeah. there's so much more demand in general oh, for everything absolutely. take H-E-B, for example coming up to frisco and yeah. the colony um from san antonio yeah. it's, and i understand i haven't been to their store yet because i'm kind of partial to central market which is also h-e-b no endorsements but i heard it's crazy yeah uh, it, no it, endorsements, it, Mr. Yeah. Portillo's? No, okay. it is, no, it is absolutely. I'm going to mention Portillo's like <laughs> literally on every podcast until they start liking our podcast and following it. That's my go- that's my mission there. Um, but yeah, certainly. But look at some of the other. Um, I'm going to say opportunities and, and uh, I guess I would say incentives that municipalities are offering um, leisure and lifestyle brands to come into their market. I, you th- you think I live far north and prosper? Not going to be very far north no. for very much longer, no, no, no. as the center of the metroplex continues to expand up the DMT. Right, right. PGA headquarters now in Frisco. Universal, Un- Un- Universal and there's whispers of other theme mm-hmm, parks that mm-hmm. might be um, very complementary to that brand opening something right. as well. New luxury hotels, high rises. I mean, Frisco is the new Plano, and folks are saying Salina is the new Frisco. That that expansion just continues. And then when you have some of those leisure and lifestyle brands coming in, contain, uh, um, providing a better quality of life for your people, I mean, that's that's very impactful and then just has an accelerating effect on that growth. Well, let's, we've been talking about a lot of retail. Let's talk about more from a straight up real estate perspective, let's say industrial yeah. and office even. Um, we know we've had, we're, we're spinning off a podcast series, which may or may not have launched by the time we've done this where we're going to be talking a little bit about industrial yeah. but what about let's just say from an office standpoint you know there's we'll, we'll get into office in another well, 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 podcast. I, we might have to stop here because we're going to get into office on right. our next podcast but my point is is just from a demographic standpoint do you see that you know wh- where, where's the benefits from that is it going to be are we going to get a lot of people here who are working here or are we going to get a lot of people here who are working remotely well that's the whole remote work thing has kind of spun this population shift on its mm-hmm, head, right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't have to live in the market that I'm, quote, working in. Right. I can live wherever I need to and still work. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine from Chicago last night, my friend Keith. Um, and he had a traditional job where he, he white collar job, he'd be working in an office. Yeah. And I said, so, you know, kind of what's going on with you guys? Are you back in the office? Are you at home? And he goes, yeah, we'll never be in the office again. They've already told us. He goes, my boss said, you could literally take a long-term three-week vacation as long as you're still logged on during working hours and you're getting your work done. We don't care where you're working. You can move wherever you want. You can go wherever you want. Be available to your customers, to our people during working hours, and you're at work. That's that. To a certain extent, there are companies that are embracing that whole hog. And I wonder how many people are going to start taking advantage of that and moving internationally, too. That's a good question. Maybe for another podcast. For another podcast, because that's all the time we have on Location Cubed. If you like what you hear, please hit the like button like you're an Uber driver who just accepted a 300-mile round-trip fare and didn't get a tip at the end of the day. You've been listening to Location Cubed.